Welcome to the Swinging Along Podcast, the most real and raw of the lifestyle podcast. Follow us on our journey as swingers and ultimate kingsters. Come down the rabbit hole of our naughty escapades and strap in or strap on with your hosts, Karen and Chris. Enjoy. Welcome back, Swinging Alongers, to another episode. 86, I believe. 86. We did. We checked it. (laughs) I know. I I, I have like short-term memory loss, I think. Yeah. I swear I go check it. No. And I have to go back and check it multiple times just to be sure. I think it's because we sometimes go spurts because we really only record when we have something happening or... um, Maybe something small happens, and then it's like, all right, we can't really make a podcast episode of that, so we'll just tackle that on to the next thing. I feel like our episodes are either about one or two big things that have happened or experiences we've had or a whole bunch of little shit because it just is what it is. I mean, we, we're focused on all of our other projects, and I love the podcast, and our podcast has actually been getting some pretty decent new followers of people that are sending us in new messages and DMs on Instagram. And it's kind of been refreshing a little bit. Like today you were even, you were like, do you want to record today? I feel like I really want to record. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, we have a lot to talk about and bring <laughs> up. We didn't, we haven't had like a whole bunch of experiences happen and we don't like fake it. So uh, we really haven't had much to talk about, but we have had some end of year things, dynamics change and things like that. And we have some uh, goals and some future 2024 plans of certain mm-hmm. things, then I figure why not you can refresh them up on Exotica since we haven't recorded that since before you went. No. And yeah. then we can just talk about what's what's going on and what's coming up. So, yeah. I mean, and uh, oh, and the little incident out. at the bar on our daddy day. We'll bring that <laughs> out there. And a little shout out. Um, Chris and I are um, back to, well, we've been on it, but um, our lovely edible journey while podcasting. So we are after New Year's Eve, about to embark in a, we call it our own challenge, basically that we made up. But um, if you guys have been following us on social media, you can you can see that me and Chris have been down um, a decent amount of weight. I'm I fluctuate between like fifty to forty pounds. My weight is still fluctuating. Like I would when say I fifty eight to sixty two, I keep hovering in yeah. that one range. I hate you, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm very proud of us. We have really worked hard this, and we've been staying focused on our other projects. I mean, look at Exotica and things that went like happened, all the positive things. And I'm just, I'm really excited for the new year. Like, we didn't have a terrible year. We clearly had some downs. We had some losses in the family and stuff like that. But like, and so like, it hasn't been a terrible year at all. It's been the transit. I think it's been our transition year. If I can be very blunt about that, it's been we we really took time to like. I took a lot of time to crone in on my craft, if you want to call it that, with like webcamming and content creating, of learning, you know, different editing softwares and learning OBS and split streaming and really focusing on camming and and whatnot, which I'm I fucking love. Um, and really developing professional relationships with production companies finally. So like 
between that and then also even our own internal, like what we have been going through with like wanting to get a healthier lifestyle. I was oh, going to say, which I that was like, going to be my comment. I, I think I think we took twenty five milligrams before this podcast. So. I, I, I what I was I was actually going to say. I feel like we've been traveling these last couple months have been like a a mental and a spiritual in our own spiritual way and physical like uh we've been working on that of ourselves right you know and we've been deciding what makes us truly happy yeah. and what makes us kick and gets us excited and yeah i feel like we we've always enjoyed everything we've done but we really started fluctuating a lot in certain dynamics this year and certain role plays and all that and I feel like we are balancing back and forth a lot. And I feel like we've now come at peace where it's just like a level line. Isn't that part of the lifestyle journey though? Yeah, like it's finding your comfort that's zone. That's where you might want to try some new things and you find out maybe some things don't work or you have to change up a little bit of the dynamic or something in that. And I feel like that's what this whole year has been. And honestly, removing myself out of a lot of drama um, which listen, I will always, always have the struggle with myself that I still, my heart believes speaking up for things is not drama. Right. But I've learned that you can speak up all you want in this lifestyle or this community about things. And unfortunately it's a lot of things are just never going to change. Like certain, certain things, um, are just already in motion and people are doing this, you know, even though I don't agree with it ethically, it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm about to go down a rabbit hole that I'm not going to want people to judge me on or try to cancel me on. Honestly, I'm so, by removing myself from the drama, like with the whole swing talk and everything that we've talked about. And I know oh, you even removed yourself from like Twitter groups yeah. that were like negatively impacting how you've what you enjoy because they would be critical of it. I've just been focusing on myself. I exactly. learned real fast that I had to change some things about myself, but also I really, no one else pays my bills. It's no not- one else is in charge of my life. No, like no one else is, ha- is holding the fucking pen to my story, you know? So it, it's me. So I cannot blame other people for maybe lack of things that have happened in the past or blaming people because maybe I don't agree with their marketing. Okay. I don't, the, the, I don't give a shit anymore. Honestly, Listen, we, I don't. We've cut out the not. It's not. I don't mean this in a harsh way. We've cut out the caring about what people think. Yeah. As long as we're not hurting or harming anyone. Yes. And as long as we're doing anything in this world that's legal. Yes. <laughs> no one. Why? Why do I care what you think about it? Yeah. So then that. But then if now I. It was harder like, for you than me. I know that. I know. But if <laughs> I. But that was the kind of the. I had to have this sound so in like people are like, who the fuck is is well, I know we kind of killed off Karen. Oh, by the way, Danielle. it was about thirty-five to forty milligrams, not twenty-five. <laughs> oh shit. Well, we're in for a ride, aren't we? <laughs> I did have to have that coming to the mirror moment. That's what I'm calling it. Because listen, I've said some shit I'm not proud of to other creators. I've done things like that. But you know what I don't want people to to lose though is like that what I always will have that internal battle with is like like recent I'm not even gonna say anything but like like about names, but like recently like 
how many podcasters are using cease and desist letters now because they just don't like what someone is saying about them? I understand the need for cease and desist when it's legit slander, libel, and all that, but like, I feel like it's just now like a let's show off our, like the attorneys are the ones that are winning right now because you're paying attorneys to send, in my personal opinion, useless cease and desist letters to people um, for just having an opinion or not saying names. It's really just because some people, they feel like they know everything. Yeah. And in their head, they're right. That person's wrong. And they're going to try to scare you and put fear in you. Yeah, well, they, they don't know who they're messing with. But I am, no, see, this is what mm-hmm. I do. I got to fight that internal. Um, but listen, I still have moments and I'll always work on it. But the one thing that I am really, really, really fucking proud of is that the minute we took our attention off of let's point out everything that other people are doing wrong more so me than you um, and stuff like that and and let's focus that. Like I took so much of that energy towards that. For what? When it could have been applied to me, to my growth, to my bag. You know what I mean? Like I'm like you are you are acting so immature right now, girl. And I still have moments like I make – because you know what I hate now? I hate that our our hard work, like with the weight loss, because we are not on Ozempic. I think because and there's nothing wrong I love with it. That you just threw that. In I know. There. I want it because I hate that people. I think it's also we get wrapped up in sometimes the trolls or the listeners that are like must be Ozempic Listen, because I, everyone, I saw, every other swinger podcast is on it, and I, saw I, TV I get frustrated with that. that. I just thought it was for diabetics. It's a it's a weight loss drug for diet. Honestly, I don't even know the full things of it, but I'm not like attacking people using it. I just hate the assumption that every single one of us is on it because right, listen, there's a lot of people that are on it now. A lot of people get in shape. Bert Kreischer is getting in shape. Real, real good listen, tip: You want to lose weight? Don't drink as much. That's basically what it's been. Cut back on your calories. Mm-hmm. We're about to, like I said, we're about to start our challenge where. Yes, we're going um, after, after on New Year's Day. We're going to go 67, 66 days without any drinking. We're going to go from January 1st to St. Patty's Day because it's like our favorite holiday. We yeah. can't give up St. Patty's <laughs> yeah. Day. We usually go to Atlantic City for it. Yeah. And then the it's also goal, March Madness. And then, yes. That's, <laughs> and then the goal after that will be another 60 plus days into the summertime. Right. And then it's like, there you go. You drank two days. Or maybe three if we go down for that two-day trip AC like we normally do. Yeah. Um, get to your – you're not going to get – you might not get to your exact goal weight. But if there's ever a time to try it, and also it can only help improve your body in general. Cutting right. back to that level and taking that type of break from it. Right. I agree. And and I am And if they know very, us, we used to go hard. We've gone hard. They I'm know that. I'm very excited for summertime in skimpy bikinis. Um, I do kind of feel like I'm doing my – okay, so like when we first started this podcast, right, part of the biggest things I've always been about is body positivity, right? Absolutely. And I don't want my – like, cause I'll always be thick. I've always had a thick body. I've never been skinny. Even when I was skinny, I've always had thunder thighs and, you know, I will always have stretch marks on my stomach just unless I ever get surgery on it. But elective surgery just freaks me out. Like I barely not wanted to have tan, my gallbladder yeah. emergency removed. I'm a spray tan, yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, we have, you are my go-to. Listen, get yourself a man who can spray tan you before Exotica, okay? But um, no, I just, I feel, I don't want anyone to feel like, um, 
it like that we're just not going to be as body positive with us getting in shape. I think body positive is also just being positive towards people about how they look, no matter yeah. what it is. That's the point. You don't judge them for their looks. Who cares what size you are or anything like that? Yeah. Like we're body positive because we we don't judge people for how they look. Yeah, I mean, we talked about on another. I know we have on another episode is the reason why we started this. I mean, you have. I had to come to terms with whether it's because I was getting older or whatnot that there were certain my quality of life just wasn't as it could have been. And it was impacting, you know, my, my menstrual cycle. It was impact impacting hair loss. It was impacting like my fucking getting like the fluttering of the chest and stuff like that every now and then and whatnot. And it was getting to the point where it's like, you need to make a few small improvements and it's going to get even better. And yeah, I mean, I love the feeling of it. I just want uh, I don't want anyone to feel the, like feeling like they feel pressured to. No, you to have to do, do what you feel is right for yourself. Yeah, and I just I was not sleeping well at night. I'd sleep in certain positions because of all the weight coming down on my chest. I had incredibly painful back pain, lower back pain. Yeah, because of I guess all the beer I enjoyed all those years, <laughs> um, and it made just doing the simplest tasks. Like I know. People say, well, when you do dishes, you're kind of hunching anyway because they really did not think this through when they decided these things. Right. Um, but I'm just talking two minutes into doing dishes and my lower back would be on fire in pain. And yeah. it was so hard to get through anything. And it just, it's a, it's just for us, it's a better feeling of life and a better way of life because we like to be very active with a lot of things. We're the type of people that when we go to a store, I'm not hunting for a parking spot. I'm just parked. Because it's yeah. like, I don't mind walking to the store from a distance. Are you, are you like, has your libido even increased? Libido, libido, whatever you, tomato, tomato. I, I think it's, I think it's libido. Is it libido? I Say, think so. Cue someone be, that's going to correct me on it. You know, someone may correct me, but I swear I, whenever I heard anybody say that word, they say libido. So we're going to well, go with that. I feel like mine's even increased. I mean, I've always been a horny person, but there have been times, like I, I was going moments where I was like, eh, or like. I didn't feel sexy or when something I, like when that. When I was close to hitting whatever, I, cause I don't mind saying my way, 290, um, I, I didn't want to have sex. Yeah. Like I just I, – it wasn't because I wasn't attracted to you. It wasn't because I wasn't horny for you. I just – I wasn't comfortable myself. And who wants that? I Like I don't know. I, I do feel like we've, we've done this whole journey of losing weight. Um, I got to admit, I think this time it might stick a little more. <laughs> COVID <laughs> did not help, by the way. That fucked everyone up. I know. But um, even the last time we went down this journey of losing weight, and it seems like it's kind of happening again, there were certain positions I w- wasn't comfortable in, which I know you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And that just goes out the window when you feel that much better about yourself and being in certain vulnerable positions. We're about to travel down a road where – there's a chance that I'm going to be naked a lot and not for my pleasure. <laughs> and I want to look my best with, for it and with it and, and feel my best in certain positions and flexibility. I mean, I told you the other day I wanted to maybe take up some yoga yeah, um, and see if that'll help. Because listen, I'm, a, I'm young-ish, but I'm old in the body. I played a lot of sports and not the proper way. Tackle football on the street, never recommend it. So my <laughs> bones and my knees and my joints, they needed this. They needed yeah. that refresher of... Just feeling better. Yeah, I mean, we, I think we even talked about it on the couple of the other episodes. It's been a little bit, so sometimes I refresh the listeners and also myself. But um, no, now that we spent the the first fifteen minutes on that, I I just that's a good time. It's love, literally just fifteen minutes. I just love <laughs> that um, we've taken the time 
to kind of just reflect on anything, whether it be body, uh, uh, mental health, spiritual health, you know, we've kind of just been like, fuck everybody else in a sense of not in a negative way like that. But you know what? I'm going to start focusing on me. I'm going to start focusing on where I want to be at and whatnot and just stop centering my attention around that. I might not necessarily agree with it. It doesn't mean I have to bully you out of it. You know what I mean? So that, there you go, case in point. I mean, we're never going to stop being opinionated. I will have my opinions on it. Listen, I remember there were plenty of days where we've made opinions on this podcast personally. I don't have to be so aggressive in my opinions. And that's fine. And I agree with that. But there have been times where we've been – We've been opinionated on here because we like to consider ourselves real and raw, and we have we don't hold back if we don't if we think someone is doing something wrong in our eyes. Now they might not think it. Well, hence why I brought up cease and desist letter because that's that's kind of like I don't necessarily agree with it. I hate that. I mean, the whole beautiful thing about podcasting is we're supposed to all be a center of like having different opinions and different viewpoints and stuff. And yeah, someone might say or do something that you don't necessarily like unless they're like flat out saying something like, you know, absolutely, you know, I mean, I mean, hello, I wasn't sending out the cease and desist letters when people shared the article of my past and people were just assuming the, like what the circumstances around that, you know, they were just like, oh my God, she's spending all on vacations and stuff like that. What? What vacation? You know, type of thing. You know, I could have sent out cease and desist, but I didn't it, because it it was other people's opinions and they were entitled to that. And I knew the truth and I knew the facts. So, yeah. So like you, um, I would say old you, um, <laughs> more you than me. Your problem would be you you would get caught up in these things and say there was a Twitter post. Oh, yeah. And you would spend <laughs> two days on your phone, like, just going back and forth and yeah, back and psychotic. forth and whatnot. And I like – and that can't be good for your mental health. No. And so I, I like that you pull back on that. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Like, you, yeah, you might have an opinion. Say. You might post a tweet. You might say it on here. But you're not going to do the whole back and forth yeah, with people. No. If you don't agree with my opinion, move along. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy to kind of take that same energy into 2024, yes, especially with our new. We're talking about we're 2024. Now, that's a nice transition, right? Like, but let's talk about Exotica first. <laughs> yes. All right. So everyone, we that has probably been the most requested email of like, when are you going to talk about Exotica? Because a, I have there, I do have quite a few listeners on the from our podcast on my naughty premium Snapchat that I have. That is a paid Snapchat because I post you know content on there that is obviously. I mean, I should be compensated for it. Um, But not just that. I mean, people were watching the Twitter post and the amount of people that I met at this Exotica. Um, So everyone knows that I attended uh, uh, Chicago. Oh, my gosh. Chicago is the next one, so I'm excited. But Jersey Exotica. um, And I went down there, um, I think, like that Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry, that Friday or whatnot to Sunday. And best fucking exotica that I've had to date. Best one. Um, not only because I shared a room with Ashlyn, who was just so fucking awesome, but we you you kind of slept with us that first night um, in the room. And since we had a double bed, um, we woke up and there was another girl in the room. And yeah. I had known about it because Ashlyn asked her friend was like, this is how crazy sex worker world is, right? The girl, her friend, who she knew, a fellow content creator, she, um, Miss Sinister, she um, (laughs) 
was kind of having FOMO of not coming to Exotica. And she just ha- booked a last minute plane ticket from, you know, where she lives and basically got in, I think that morning at like one o'clock in the morning. So, um, Chris had the absolute pleasure of being in a hotel room with three basically half naked women that Friday morning before he left. Um, and whatnot. So, uh, it was definitely a good time. So I met a, a shit ton of listeners. I met the shimmers. Um, if anyone who follows the shimmers who are, um, they are very big on TikTok, and I think they, I want to say it's, oh my gosh, it's TPA or something or the other one that I, that they work at or that they own or manage. But first of all, but they were so awesome to me in person. Um, it was kind of funny because uh, <laughs> I saw them in like the uh, clothing, like boutique kind of area um, that sells all the um, like uh, like the 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 chains that like can cover you and all different laundry. It's one of their bigger vendors. And me and Ashton were walking by. I was walking Ashton around on a leash, okay, and uh, saw them. And I went over and I said hello. And I will say I felt like Mrs. Shimmers a little bit was like a hesitant. Um, and then we started talking and she started giggling. I said, see, I'm not so terrible probably as I'm perceived. <laughs> well, and she's, well, let's be she's, honest. A lot of it is – a lot of the – what how maybe people perceive you is based off of other people that have no idea truly who you are all because you were opinionated on a thing you didn't agree with maybe yeah but it wasn't so I don't know how that makes you a bad person it just makes you opinionated like it's everybody awesome. else, like everybody else is everybody awesome. else is opinionated it was um but i you could kind of tell like the look but she was really nice and even if i will say she was very if if that was her initial perception of me based off of like my reputation, I guess, with like the TikTok podcast or swing swing talkers or whatever. Um, you know, it she still was she still was very, very nice in that approach. But I absolutely enjoyed chatting with them and then I went back off um with Ashlyn and we prayed around because we were asking to get our pictures taken because of course you have this tall in these hooker boots, you know, fiery red leather corset red hair walking this, you know, significantly shorter than me, hot as hell, <laughs> submissive girl. And I'm walking around on a leash, you know, we're kind of turning some heads a little bit that first day at the expo, which is funny because we, this was the first time ever I didn't go up on a Thursday because I wasn't doing the, my free cams, like, uh, model meet up the night before. And I was like, fuck it. I'll save some money and not go up the, the night before. So we went up that Friday and we had hit some traffic and I was like, oh my God. Cause I like nothing was done up on me and nothing at all. Thankfully. It wasn't so bad though. Well, you were a big help. Like you were just lugging the stuff in for me, helping me set up. We set up the room super fucking fast. And then Ashlyn got there, I would say probably like 20 minutes after we did. So then we were able to kind of help each other out. Like I was doing putting her, helping her put her hair extensions in. She was helping me with my fucking lipstick. I mean, it was a well-oiled machine, but the funny thing is I want to give you props for, because Ashlyn was very comfortable with you from the start. Um, she's engaged with you on Chatterbait, like when, like she's been in my room and stuff like that. And me engaged with her on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, 
And she immediately just started getting naked in front of you. And I have to ask you, as someone who is, I know you're in the swinging lifestyle, pe- people getting naked in no, front of you. It still always shocks me. It like that women just have this, uh, like even when her, even when her friend Miss Sinister came, who I got along with fucking fantastically, she was awesome. When she woke up the next morning and we were getting ready for day two, all of us together, you were getting ready to leave. You were waiting for my coffee because you had ordered it for me and stuff like that. And everyone just starts kind of getting naked, trying on different outfits for that day. And you're like, you're very respectful still. Like you're just like looking down at the floor and when they're, when they're talking to you, you look right up and you're making direct eye contact with them. So I just, I don't know, like, how's that? Do you feel comfortable or do you still feel so like shy? No, I'm always shy. Really? I can't get over it. Yeah. yeah. I look down on my phone mostly because I'm shy. I look at their eyes because I'm respectful. But isn't it awesome? I mean, like, but I'm, I'm not going to act like I didn't look at their bodies too because they're two beautiful women along with you. Yeah. So of course I I, I took a glance, but I'm not going to sit there and just stare and just be like creepy about it. Like <laughs> well, when we I, have a conversation, I can look at your face and talk to you. Guess what? When we're done, if you walk away and you don't mind, I'm going to look at your tits too. <laughs> well, what's funny <laughs> is when you left, they, they were like, oh my gosh, we were trying to get them to like look at us. Like, cause I mean, they obviously, you know, think that you're adorable and think that obviously they know that you're respectful and all. So, and I, I do think that women are, you know, we're more prone to want the attention from that guy sometimes like, Oh, he's cute, nerdy, shy. He's super respectful. I want him to see if I can get him to look at my titties, you know, like I want to like, I don't know. I feel like it was very, interesting watching that dynamic I mean, they did though we go I, def- I definitely glanced oh, but i'm yeah. not gonna sit there and just like googly eye at it because i mean I, I, this is not a, a shot at women or anything because i'd say it's anything about a guy if you've seen a pair of titties you've seen i've seen basically every size and shape of a titty do you think like, you're a little I, desensitized because of what i do for a living you're around a lot of it but just they're beautiful yeah. Love them, but I'm also not a creep. I'm not going to just sit there and stare <laughs> at them. You, you are, you were one lucky fucker, man, in that hotel room. Listen, but, I didn't uh, know that girl was coming, <laughs> and I woke up to three women in the room, and then all of a sudden they were all just getting naked, and I'm just like, okay. no. Ashlyn was super, super nice. She asked me if she, could oh yeah, come, no, you told and me. I was like, I yeah, didn't, of I, could, I, didn't, I forgot. Yeah, no, and she, they were. I mean, I had the absolute blast with those girls, but the funny thing is, is that so. The first night that we're there is kind of goes by like a blur. Um, me and Ashlyn head back to the room and we're calling you daddy and stuff because Ashlyn is very, very submissive. Um, and we were doing our first chatterbait stream together, not in the booth because obviously you're limited in what you can do in the booth. So Ashlyn wanted to do her first chatterbait stream with me, like on her account and all. And we set everything up. You ordered pizza and whatnot. And we just had the best, super high. Super fun night without any fucking sex. But don't worry, disappointers. The stories get sexier with what happened that weekend. But I literally had the best naked time on a Friday night in a hotel room after Exotica with you and another woman with no sex involved. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was sexy. It was erotic because me and Ashlyn were obviously – touchy feel with each other for the cameras, but we also have, me and Ashlyn have a connection like that, you know, like we were very on the same page and we're very attracted to each other. So it's like, you know, we were kind it was, it was like the, this is as close as we're going to get tonight. And there was something kind of hot about that. Yeah. I feel like it's like a dangling fruit 
Yeah. That you didn't get to touch, but you got to see, and it just kind of made it a little more exciting. Yeah. It was weird because there was a level of touching, but it's like we no one crossed that line, even yeah. though we knew that it was okay to cross that line. It was like we kept it like this fun erotic it was slumber party. First time we hung out with her. It was the first time I met Ashley yeah. in person. Yes, so I would say it was me and Ashley have been pen pals for months. Yeah, I would say months. Hot for well, we Facetime. We we Facetime before, like, yeah. but yes, I was. There was something very incredibly fun kinky about the fact that this was the first time I was even meeting her. I'm already nervous because you're hoping that you're here for a convention that everyone's personalities mesh well. You know what I mean? Because you can be great through Twitter and nonstop text uh, text messaging and FaceTiming, but then in-person, you know, hello, I watch the ID channel. People's fucking personalities can change. And Ashlyn was the like picture perfect of just us it was just like a, getting along. We were all high. We I ordered us some pizza. We had some good food, like good junk food. Me and you had a couple shots here and there. Yes. And Ashlyn does not drink. And it was just like a it was such a relaxed, chill vibe. Like uh our, we talk about doing the uh content house. Yes. And that's exactly what it should be. Just like that. Exactly. Outside of the content y'all would make and exactly. all that. But it ever it, when there's chill like party-ish but not over-the-top party-ish nights it should be like a little flirty touchy-feely but yeah no you know you don't really want it to end so why go to that level to begin with anyway you don't want the night to end when you're having such a good time like that right so saturday you leave in the morning time and we get ready we have to be at the expo like around like one or two o'clock right so it's an earlier start for all of us and we're all getting together um you know and we get over to the expo and I, the girls were so helpful to me. They were helping me unpack so I could really also enjoy the expo as well. We got myself set up and this was the best day that I've had, but also I under, I listen, I get it. Um, the, the amount of touching that goes on at the expos, right? I guess because some, there are some models who like, I don't, okay, I don't necessarily mind it if a dude pays me, pays for a picture of me and then he immediately, like, he doesn't ask me, but just immediately puts his um, hand on my ass, right? And I don't necessarily mind it. A, I'm being paid for the picture. It's a hand on my ass. I'm normally wearing fishnets or something like that, but that's my, that's, that's also me. That's like my boundary. It's I, okay for you to do that. I can, the assumption that all models, though, or that a model is at these expos that you can touch them, and here's why I'm bringing it up. Maya Sings, who's one of the top Chatterbait models, was camming next to me. Um, super sweet fucking girl. Hot. Like, hot. Like, I I was girl crushing. Like, I was like, I am no better than a man staring at this girl's body right now next to me. And she's, we're being very flirtatious. Well, not flirtatious. I'm sorry. Friendly with each other. And, um, Friendly is flirtatious, I think. It could have been, but yeah. I mean, we it wasn't like that. We were looking out for each other. Like she moved when I went off to go take pictures with a fan. She moved my phone back for me because I had it on the edge and for no one to like swipe it because we were camming in the aisle, not necessarily in the booth, right? And these dudes, because uh, we were getting a lot of pictures being taken of us, so we wanted to. It was easier for us to cam on the outside of the booth and to keep fucking walking all the way around for the pictures, right? So me and her and like one other girl on that side were camming on the outside. And I was getting pictures of people. People did it. Now, I will say, I got a lot of people asking if they could motivate me first where they did it. And I was like, sure. Um, but that's kind of I obvious. Think that's a lot more personal than a hand on the ass. Yeah. Well, Maya, 
I was taking, she was taking a picture and she had her back turned to me and this dude, um, he pays her for the picture for his friend and the friend puts his hand on her ass and I see her. I just happened to be looking in that direction with my, and I had my flogger in my hands or I'm sorry, my crop. And, um, I'm looking at the cam and my viewers, it's funny cause they can see when my eyes start dar darting to the side, they're like, what's Danielle watching going on right now? And I see him, she pulls his hand up to her waist. She lets go of his hand and he puts his hand back and he kind of goes lower and grabs even more, almost like I felt like he was saying, no, I paid you for the picture. I'm going to put my hand down here. I took my crop and I slapped his hand with it. And she, he looked back at me and I said, no means I'm, no. I'm hundred percent positive. I saw that. Moment. <laughs> I said, well, Selena saw it too from the my free cans. Watching, watching like, you. I'm pretty sure I saw that. Moment. Yeah. And I said, no means no. She's and, and he kind of gave me the look and his friend was like, oh, sorry. Cause I, in my head, I was going to go ahead. Call security over here. Tell them why I cropped you on the hand. Go right ahead. I would love for like you to defend the fact that the girl said, don't touch your ass. And not only did you retouch it, but you, I saw him grabbing with like the fingernails in. And I'm just like, no, sir. So she started cracking up, calling me her bodyguard <laughs> for the rest of the day. But, um, Actually, I mean, I, again, met a ton, ton of good people. Um, and then I went over to the dungeon experience and Not I met, surprising. <laughs> well, um, I learned some new things about myself. Remember how I've been reading my little erotic books and I'm like, Oh, knife play. Oh, he stuck a gun up her pussy and stuff like that. Yes. While I didn't get the gun up the pussy experience, I finally got knife play experience and holy fuck. I had knife marks going down my titties and I I was I thought I was going to have an orgasm on the on that fucking table in the middle of the kinky college. Then he ties me down all consensual of course right they ask you and everything like that hits me with the big floggers like the big weighted ones and then he started doing pressure points um since when was someone going to introduce me to pressure points I was on that table tied down in between the restraint play because I think it was the combination of the censoriness going on. And now I'm being watched. Like I have a crowd. Like, and Ashlyn's with her DSLR just nonstop taking pictures of me. We got some great candid shots. But now I've got like probably 20 people that have stopped watching. Like you've got to think – there are people being lit on fire and there are people being suspended from ropes in the, in the kinky college and everyone is now watching me because I'm letting out some very questionable noises because I am feeling he'll, he would push me in like my side gently, but a pressure and I swear to God, it was almost like a sciatic nerve, but without the pain and it was going right to my clit. And it's like someone has a vibrator on you, but your own body's kind of doing it. It's like shooting these signals to you. And it's like you have a vibrator. You can't help but make noise because you you feel you Hitachi vibrator. And that's all I can I'm, <laughs> I'm always amazed at some of these kinks and fetishes um that people are able to do and know how to do it to a point that does that. Like I wouldn't even know where to start. I'm I'll probably accidentally slice your hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did like that he explained it to me because he and he was kind of doing a scissoring motion with two knives like around my nipple and all. And there, I will say, the only, one of the few times in kink where I was a little scared, but I played. She played she was into, coming home with just one nipple. Well, I played into the scaredness <laughs> or the like because you know what you can't say. Oh, it's perfectly safe. 
they wouldn't have this at Exotica if it wasn't. It wouldn't excite you. Shit happens, though. You have mistakes, right? And I'm sitting here going, here's a complete stranger, right, who I have consented to do all this shit to my body because I'm being told he's an expert and an educator in it, which he was, clearly. And there was that moment of scaredness where I was like, and my panties got soaked that me and Ashlyn had to go into the women's bathroom and I had to take off like my my panties that I had underneath my fucking outfit I was wearing for day two because I was wearing the leather dress and we had to literally hold them under the hairdryer. Because I mean, I, you're going to get chafing. If I'm walking around with that I wet, like... I think that's the point of the the kink. It, it It's supposed to excite you to that level because there is a little bit of fear involved in it in a good way. Yeah, well, like, I you know fucking no one's that. trying to kill you, <laughs> but yeah, he no. could slip and maybe nip you, nick you, yeah, like on your nipple. Yes, that could be incredibly painful. Yes. Uh, so it was at this moment that I started to have a little bit of, um, a, like I started, I started thinking about things like I know that I a hundred and ten ten percent trust you with a knife if we were to do that. that. <laughs> But then I was like, but this isn't, this isn't Chris. Chris is, he, listen, you, we did the whole, as the listeners will know from the podcast that we left off on, that we were obviously exploring the roles because I just feel like I've been disappointed after, you know, daddy dom, and I'm using air quotes here, even though listeners can't use it, daddy dom after daddy dom. And I've been very disappointed in my options. And it was maybe, maybe I was doing the wrong selection, whatever. I will learn the process of what, fits for me moving forward but you could always tell even though you were like I was loving because you're the only person that I'll ever have that level of trust with and that's like but I know that that's not you as much as you want to do education on kink and stuff like that as a dom right that's not you and me no exactly it's it I I think felt- you had to open your mind up to trusting some others, and maybe and you'll never trust anyone to the level you trust me. But there can be a level of trust for what they're doing. Yeah, but and this is so people are probably like, "Oh my god, what is she going on about here? Like, what is she about to say?" It's I had I realized during our me trying to figure the daddy doms and being disappointed by Billy and disappointed by the daddy Frank and stuff like that. And I saw how you just put aside your entire, like what you enjoyed and you were, you dove headfirst into the daddy dom. And while you're the only person that I a hundred percent trust to be able to do a lot of the shit that we did, cause we, we went down some shit. We went down some rabbit holes with you as daddy, right? Yeah, During our, yep. our time exploring no, this. bar story coming up about that. But there is a side of me that always knew that you were all still submissive and I couldn't fully enjoy it because I also really enjoyed doming you. I love being – now I love – I mean, I've always loved being mistress to you and I've always loved being the hot wife in our relationship. Hell, you don't even want to go on dates with other women because we like doing that together. Like I like doing that together. I would love – I still want my throttle with another dude. I know I talked about this like a year ago that this was supposed to be on this year's resolution list. 
But I would love to be like explore having a, a re- dual relationship, but with you because you're my fucking best friend. And I've gotten to the point in the lifestyle where I don't want to do anything without you. But I do have that submissive side where I need the daddy kink. I want to find a daddy who's okay with doing it and you watching. Yeah. I mean, I guess the problem we keep running into is the problem with looking for a daddy is um, a daddy's supposed to be a protector, uh, a nurturer. Which a you are in certain ways. Well, disciplinary now. Pro- <laughs> well, spanking. That's no, I meant like as a submissive, like you can be that as well. The problem is though is I think it's also more of a connection type relationship compared to just a, a bull or just a random hot guy you fuck. Yeah. Uh, compared to you need a level of trust. So for you to gain that level of trust – you turn it more, and it's fine because it's how you, your, your comfort level, you turn it more into a a connection, a relationship in a way. And the problem is you're running into all these guys that you're amazing. And they want that all the time and every day, and they can't have that all the time and every day. Yeah, dudes be catching and feelings for me way too fast. <laughs> keep, you keep running into that issue. Yeah, maybe I should also be the one setting more clear boundaries, like not like when I find a new person and I'm excited about, I talk to you about them all the time, but I'm actively messaging and engaging with them because it's the it's the flirting. We all love the flirting, absolutely. And but maybe I need to stop. I didn't need to do it less because now they're like getting used to to it less. I think you just need to not an everyday thing though. You just need to drop the the criteria. The itinerary. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You just need to drop the rules out in the beginning. Like, listen, we need to have some sort of relationship in a way of trust. Yeah. But, like, that's my forever partner there. Like, I have before. You have to accept that. Everyone knows that. And because I even give the same speech of he's he's a beta and he's my cuckold. Um, But, don't mistake that for how he is in, in like in person. Like he's not, he's not going to stand there and allow someone to mistreat me. Like he's, you know, cause a lot of dudes will think, Oh, I'm the alpha and he's the beta, even in real life that they could still like maybe take you. And I just want to be like, my, no, my fucking husband will is scrappy and, and will like, so that, that's he knows all. how to handle it. But I guess what I'm trying to get to is in the, in the process of me trying to ex- like explore my super submissive side, I really found my dominant side. Yes. Even more so. And people are like, well, you guys have always been dominant. I'm like, no. In my search for what I wanted and cert- and seeing certain things, it really awoken my feminine, my dark feminine era. And not ragey because I-, I love men, but my, I'm a little more twisted, I think. And I'm a little more mommy-ish. I want to be mommy. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so like that type of thing, like how it is with like the daddy dom. No, no, type I, of I, thing. I, I, absolutely. I feel like I had to clarify no, that. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 guess, I guess also what definitely felt different was you, you you're always sure about what you want. Yes. And you're always um, ready to fight a man. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're always like very, like, how do I put this? Like, all right. I, I really want to try this. You're always like open to trying things and you're always sure about what you want. And you kind of just turned and you were like, no, I just, I love you. You were great. And you have daddy tendencies with certain things, but I'm mommy. You're the beta. 
it just didn't feel right with our dynamic and but that's okay and i think that you shouldn't look at that as a failure as a couple of like oh my god she really wanted him to be the daddy and it didn't work out that means their relationship sucks no it means that our relationship dynamic is that's what i mean i didn't even i want it to be more mistressy to you. I almost craved it a little bit. Like I'm like, no, I want to, I want to take charge. I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of what kind of re kind of invigorated that other than the fact oh. that. All right. So we, all right. So we go out on a daddy date. Now this we're new in the whole, the whole uh, experience of where I'm daddy and you're the submissive in a way. Um, and we went out, we went out. Went to the bar and we were going in that hole where I'm daddy. I'm not daddy out. Yes. And we had a great time. Everything felt good. It did feel right in the sense of my problem that I've run into, not a problem, but I think this is where I think you noticed this too. My version of being a daddy all kind of still relates to my submissive side. And because I'm so submissive, a lot of the traits I offer as a daddy can also be looked at as a submissive as well, where I want to pull the chair out for you. I want to make sure you're okay. I want to take care of you on every aspect of it. It's a very nurturing yes. way of being a daddy. Um, it's funny how outside of a couple of little it things. is funny how a dominant, like especially particularly for a male dominant, it has the same tendencies as a male submissive because a male submissive, especially, I mean, look at it even for when um, men engage in like fin dom or, or anything like that they want to um or they're they're paying like a professional dominatrix it's a lot of that's their mistress they will do anything for her they want to care for her they want to they'll drive her around they'll do anything it's just done in a whatever you want mistress type of way like no, if you, yeah absolutely you know? no i 100 i 100 agree yeah so we go out and we go out with that dynamic of you know the daddy dynamic and I'm looking fire, by the way. I just remember this outfit. Oh. Not right now. I just want to. Oh, I just want to paint it. I am you wearing. Look, you look good now. Too. This is. This is. I think when I'm about thirty pounds down. This is because this is right before Exotica. I'm like thirty pounds down. I'm wearing a strapless, so like my titties are just sitting in this like corset type of one piece bodysuit. My, if you you know bodysuits, you know what I'm talking about. And I'm wearing I'm wearing jeans. Um, and I'm wearing my it's a brand. black bodysuit, wasn't it? Yes. 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 Yep. And I'm wearing my brand new knee high with my smaller calves, <laughs> um, like hooker boots. And fiery I've, red hair. I've going. got the fiery red hair and fire red lipstick going. I look like a whore. Like when I walked to the restroom, I was getting looked at, and some of the looks were dirty from women. That's how you know you dressed amazing. <laughs> so we go out and we're having a really good time. Now, if I can be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if we ever talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the my personality and my the way I am, and the way I role play as a daddy, it felt like I was just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it just felt like I was hanging out on any other day, except we were both dressed up, looking good. Uh, yeah, it just our dynamic has always been that way, where I've always been very nurturing anyway, and very take care of you, put my hand on your lower back. Mm-hmm. Uh, constantly give you a little kiss, kisses on the cheek when I leave or on the yes. forehead. I've always been like that anyway because I've always been attentive and wanted to show you love and that I'm here. I might, I'm not as outgoing as you and I'm not going to – I don't want to fight with anybody. So I, I try to avoid <laughs> drama. And I try to avoid situations, but I will protect you. I'm here. 
yeah. and whatnot. And it really just, now I look back on it and I thought about it a few times. It just felt like we were hanging out as, well, as, I felt as us. Very mistressy. I felt very dominant. I was very confident. I was very like every time I walked to the restroom, I had to walk because we we're on the other end of the bar. I had to walk past everybody. I kind of strutted a little bit. I and not like for that type of attention, but I just felt very like you know men Al- are men are, men are below me. Yeah, I was having an alpha moment. So. Um, Confident alpha. We decided to move to the outdoor bar area because my bestie um, had arrived. We went to the we got to the bar for a little bit of a later happy hour than we normally we like to do happy hour and then be home and whatnot. But we were on for date night, so we went out for a later happy hour because we knew we were going to be like watching. I think the Sixers or someone or the Phillies were playing. I don't know who was playing or maybe nothing was on but we were watching stuff on the maybe other things were on like other basketball i can't um, remember off the top of i just head. felt like there was well there was definitely duke was playing because that's gonna come into play here but uh i mean if it was thursday there could have been football on well we tend to try to go out on thursday for a weird time <laughs> my girl was bartending she was working in the patio bar so we decided to go out there and there wasn't too many people there now everyone especially in our area knows that like we like to go to one of the college bars that are near us uh, a lot. And ironically, the day that we went was there. I forget what they call it, but it's the day before classes start. So it's basically all the frat houses throw parties and whatnot. And you basically, it's their day party um, because you're supposed to be done by nighttime so that you can be in bed early enough for your yes. your classes yes. so that's what they call it um now they it, were it seemed the extra little extra crowded with uh women yes during and, the daytime yeah. yeah but it started to filter out a little bit but when we moved to the outdoor bar there was a group of dudes and there were like maybe one or two couples sitting across the bar and then there was a group of like sorority girls and i only know there were sorority girls because when i was having a conversation with them they told me um they were sitting at a table not even at the bar and these dudes older guys and i'm gonna tell you i can tell that they were older and this one guy came in i should have known when he walked into the outdoor bar like flying in like one of his buddies must have texted him you need to get to the bar there's hot sorority girls here right now he walks in and he goes screams to the outdoor bar daddy's here and i was like oh god no no it's okay it's okay i'm on date night i had a weird feeling you and him would not (laughs) um well they go over to the sorority girls and we can hear them they're being loud like the guys have been drinking um and whatnot and you can which is fine um they kept asking if they wanted shots and the girls were like no no we've class tomorrow we're just kind of here they were grabbing food and they wanted to head back to their house and the guy's like, oh, come on. It's okay. One more won't kill you. You've been drinking with all those frat guys. Let, let's have some cocktails with some real men. That was legit something that someone said. And the girl was like, no, no, we're honestly, we're good. The guys go over to the bar and they order the shots anyway and bring them over. And they get pissed off that the girls don't take it. First of all, why are you trying to get them drunk? We all see now you look like a predator because we all know why you're trying to force these shots down them, right? These girls get up from the table and they come over and of course they come over to us and they are just hanging out on our side of the bar. And the one girl is sitting next to me and she's got this really awesome looking like like thigh tattoo, like huge. And I was like, oh my God, I love your tattoo. Me and her started talking. That's how I knew they were part of the sorority. And she was like, these dudes are just being assholes and whatnot. We're having a great time laughing. Um, all of a sudden, dude who was daddy 
comes over and I feel his presence very close behind me and he sticks a $20 bill in like my half drank drank or whatever and I'm even fully done and he basically goes uh here it looks like you could use this and it's a $20 bill first of all in my cocktail that I'm not done drinking okay thank you sir and why what I, why do I look like I look like I look awesome right now sir I do not look like I need $20 um and what was it for you think I'm buying the girls drink like I didn't understand it and his friends start laughing and you look at me and and I kind of give you the look like you gotta let me handle them and I you I think we're at a point where you're like who am I to tell her she can't react to that? Because the dude just stuck a dirty money in her cocktail and then insulted her by saying she looked like she could use $20. Like, as a dude, how do you, you have to like let me respond? I just, I sat back. Yeah, no. So I, I take the $20 bill out and I, I stand up and I'm, I mean, now he can see my full physique of, I'm, you know, I'm a thick girl still, but I'm tall. And I was like, excuse me, sir, you forgot your fucking $20 bill. Um, come get it. Like I'm just yelling at him, and he basically he, he very meekly comes over and grabs it. And I think that that's going to be the end of the situation. And then his friend comes over and he taps me on the shoulder, and he basically says, that "I don't think I understand the situation. That he just won like three grand off of Duke winning, and he gave everybody money. And that's why I looked around the bar and I said, "Excuse me, did he give you money?" Point to the one couple. Did he give you money? No, 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 and. It just turned into this whole embarrassing thing, and these guys ended up leaving the outdoor bar and went into the indoor bar because they just didn't want to be near me because it's like, what were you upset that the girls were talking to me and you just had to create a scene? No, and- I, I, I think he was trying to drop small dick, but he thinks big dick energy. Yeah. And it seems like he struck out on a, a lot of the sorority girls. No offense, you're not a sorority girl. Yeah. Um. And I wonder if he was like, oh, well, I'm going to show them by kind of like showing her up a little, right? And then making it seem like, well, you should be talking. I'm like, there you go. This is daddy. Yeah. Because some guys have the perception that daddy is being aggressive and kind of a dick, and it's not. Right. So um, I, I don't think, I think he was just, you seem like an easy target because of, and I, I feel like he was still trying to impress them. Yeah, and I don't know. There was something about that incident, which it obviously didn't end in anything where people got into like a physical fight or kicked out. They went about the rest of the night. We went about ours. My girlfriend hooked me up with a free drink after that and whatnot. Another free one after she had to replace the other one. Um, but I think that reinvigorated a little bit more of my mistressy side because it's like – I think douchebag men like that fuel the alpha women into being like, we're not purposely looking for a fight, but yeah, do I get off on when a dude acts like that? I think I do. I I do think that makes it harder for you. It's my power exchange. I I like putting a, I don't want to, now, I I, I don't know. I don't know how, like, is, is is that normal for me to be like, I felt it was so hot. Like I just wanted to go home and rip your clothes off and just like, I wanted to fuck like animals because I just had, I had this animalistic, but like female lioness, like, yeah, I just protected the fucking pride. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because of the sorority girls, I was standing up for them in the beginning. So I felt like, yeah, I got this, but I don't know. I get off on it a little bit. Whatever, whatever it was. And it, I guess we could thank him because this whole experience of uh, this guy just being a dick 
and you getting up and having that fierceness come out of you, that sassy kind of attitude in a, in a positive way. Um, I feel like there's really a fire in you and, and, and the fact that I, I was very, uh, much a whole, I was very much, I was enjoying it, but I was very much happy to fulfill some daddy need you had oh you love choking and what oh you are you love choking <laughs> and i feel like i i did enough to where you were like i like it i do you're what well, everything you do is great yeah but this isn't us yeah and you know it i know it but thank you for this because now i have a new passion burning in me to just want to fully like take that that dominance uh, that uh mistress life o over you to that next level like i got we tried it i enjoyed it but i can tell it's not for us mm -hmm. so now i'm a hundred percent in on being like mommy mistress or whatever uh with you because that's just our dynamic and i'm back on the hunt for another daddy but yeah. one that will not catch feelings to that level and be crazy. And I just think it, it definitely, and he, listen, I, wherever he is, Mr. $20 bill, you, I can thank you that you <laughs> lit a fire in my wife's ass about what she really wants. Yeah. I just, I just, I like having that dominance over men and I really like putting the Andrew I do Tates think that's why place. you struggle finding the right daddies. I do because I, I don't know, I guess, and maybe I You're am. You're a very aggressive person and I, I like it. I, well, I also never have that issue though when I go on like my normal, like my hot wifing dates when it's, when there's no, it's strictly just we're here to have fun and flirt. There's no, there's no daddy dominance by we're going to just fuck and you know that's not a power dynamic it's not right yeah, any of my experiences that have nothing to do with power <laughs> dynamics go fucking fabulous bumble right now is going fabulous for me uh okay back to exotica um obviously after my dude who you know just introduced me to i i do enjoy some pretty hardcore kinks being done to me so i do I'm, i do think i still stand by my not just a daddy dom, but I would love to find a sadist dom. But it's going to be very difficult to find the sadist dom because some of the shit I want done to me, we have to have so much trust and it's not going to happen overnight. So a dude's going to have to put the time into me. I make the joke about the side boyfriend thing like, oh, you don't even have to put time into me, you know, um, because – I'm I'm married. I have another side relationship. No, if we, if I want to dabble into hardcore, like some of this hardcore kink that I'm really getting into, not just on me, but like that I'm going to be doing to you. But that's different. But for the ones that are on me, yeah, I I, I trust you. So <laughs> you're gonna have to put the time and effort into me. It's not gonna be a every time you want to hook up, you reach out to me type of thing. Cause we're not, we're not going to be doing some primal prey where you get to scratch me and I need Neosporin after our session. That's how deep I want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucked up. All right. And y'all, you're about to figure that out. But so I have to change now my expectations with, I can no longer say that to a sadist or Dommy prospect, prospective Dommy, daddy Dom prospective. He has to know that he has to put the effort into me. Like you, I need you to constantly chat with me. Not every day. No, but, but this isn't and, like a. And I think that's where the feeling sometimes you run into that problem. Yeah, but how am I? Then how am I? Like I <laughs> listen. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm just on the treadmill and not getting to my end destination. Uh, all right, I well, want I a sadist daddy dom yes. to just 
fucking call me a good girl while he face fucks me with tears and mascara. Maybe I puke on his dick a little bit, okay? But he tells me how good of a girl I am, and then he gives me unbelievable orgasms while slicing me up a bit. <laughs> Put that on a billboard. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think you got me flustered uh, because it is the reality of my it, situation. I don't I'm into say some pretty hardcore stuff. I think the problem is is to get to that level. You're asking for a some sort of relationship with someone, but they can only go so far in said relationship. And I do think I do think that's a deterrent to a lot of guys. A lot of guys, you either have the guys that are wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. They just want to hook up anyway. Which I'm fine right? with. I and love that. <laughs> then you have the guys that think they do, but then, but because of the connection you need, the comfort level you need to go to the level that you want to go with them, it starts to make them want more too. Yeah. And I think that's all the, that's all you're having. You just, I don't know. There's no real answer. You just got to find the right one. By just I just want looking. a stalker CNC situation. Okay. That's all that I'm looking for, but I can't have that because technically, even though it's consensual, non-consent, there's still consent there. I still have to consent to you non-consenting and in my non-consent, no anal. Okay. I'm not a, I like, I would, I want every other hole tore up, but not that one. Okay. So like, there's still I, but I have to do. I would I would never agree that unless I fully trusted someone that even though they're doing CNC on me, they're they're looking. They still know you when you're enacting out CNC for someone or even for your own pleasure. Well, obviously it's for both pleasures, right? You have to also give that person part of that fantasy that may like they need to develop pleasure from that. You need to work them up, you know what I mean, into yeah. it. So if she's into being like, oh, I want to hand over my mouth, you know, type of thing, you have to do that. Maybe you have to be a little sensual, not sensual like that, but like where like the the stalker is just taking it because he's like infatuated with you or something like that. Listen. It's all going to be written in my own erotica stories I'm going to be having. I'm just going to live throughout my through I'm going to live what I want through my own paper. Okay? I mean, I guess I guess I guess I'm lucky because I can say, "Hey, I would love that uh CNC kidnapping <laughs> uh CNC buy scenario." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I can say that comfortably cuz the person that would do it, I trust. <laughs> exactly. So. But I can't I just where where is he, guys? Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> Can just point me in the direction. I will, I will go there. Okay, um, but so, but part. So then, back to Exotica. Um, I get to have all these fun experiences. People are watching me. I'm, 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 I'm loving the exposure. Not just for like my brands, but part of my kink. I like being watched, and so that was. I was coming off of this like. Holy shit, I had this amazing public display of eroticness. Um, and we all go back to the hotel room. Ashlyn's filming. Um, and then, so me and Miss Sinister go back. Ashlyn meets us there. We get ready for the after party. And um, I we went to the after party. It was a little bit different this year. I'm not sure if I was a fan of how it was set up this year. But not one, but two fans came up to me, and I gave both those fans my phone number because let me tell you something. How they approached me, they were so fucking respectful about it. I felt bad because they both offered to buy me a cocktail, but I took a very big edible before this party, and I was only drinking water because I was in the mood to have some hot wife fun 
and I didn't need dry mouth. Sorry, I wanted to be nice and moist in case I had to do the gluck gluck 10,000 on someone. <laughs> I love okay? that the gluck gluck changes its <laughs> number all the time. Um, so the first guy I gave him his number. He was really sweet, really respectful. Um, but I didn't – like while we ended up hooking up later because it's not like he's far. He's from New York. He wasn't my obvious choice that night. I had his number and I was like, okay, you know, he, he just, he was like too sweet for how I was feeling. I mean, I literally just got knifed up and like public pressure pointed. All right. I needed someone to handle that level. And while he was so sweet, I felt like I was going to break him that night. You like, wanted like, <laughs> you just wanted someone that took charge in a respectful way. Yes. Enter fan number two. <laughs> fan number two. Um, definitely had the the it's funny because he had the daddy look to him but there was no when you're kind of when you're going to these events and maybe you're looking to hook up or, or something like that when you're in the lifestyle um I don't really do the power exchange anyway when I'm at these events it's for my own safety anything can happen you are at these sex conventions you know Predators will be there. You know, it's just the reality, unfortunately, of the situation. So I do have my guard up, and there is no way I'm getting tied up by anybody that I just met. Okay? Just not happening, uh, right? Also with me not available to be around. Exactly. So, you know, he did have the daddy look to him. He was tattooed. He, you know, just – he had an amazing – amazing body. And I normally don't even look at that on someone because I don't want that to be someone's first judgment on me. And I love all types of body types, dad bods, all of it. Okay. Big, beautiful men. Love it. Okay. I am here for it. I'm all about what your dick does to me and your tongue. Okay. So, but it, it was straight up out of like the cover of one of my novels. And honestly, I'm kind of disappointed in myself. When he when I went up to the bar to go get me and Ashley another water and he was sitting there, I didn't even take his small talk with me like flirting because I had this moment of, oh, that type of dude doesn't want someone like me. He's here for like, there's all these other porn stars here who oh. are like drop dead gorgeous. And I, I, I had a moment of, it wasn't, I didn't like degrade myself like that. I just was like, a dude like that with how he looks and everything like that, he, like I, I judged it, right? He he definitely wants one of the gorgeous, like much skinnier, maybe even perkier titty. You just assumed that you were not his type. Yeah. And it's okay to have type. Yeah. I assumed I wasn't going to be his type and I assumed I was going to be last on the pecking order for what he would want. And um, he was like, so are you here? Are you? I see you got two waters. Are you getting? Are you here with someone? I'm like, oh, my friend Ashlyn. And then I saw Ashlyn, and she was over talking to someone with Miss Sinister and everything. I was like, oh, they're over there chit chatting. And he was like, oh, so you're not here with someone? And I'm like, why does he keep asking me if I'm like, I'm like, oh, with a dude? <laughs> he was like, yeah. He's like. A pretty thing like you has to have, which I'm not really, to, you know, I don't know if I like that pretty thing, but he had a little bit of an accent on him, like like a like a southern accent, like Texan or whatever. He he had me sold, okay, with his looks and all. And I told, I feel like a total dog. Yep, I was a total book talk dog during that moment. Um, we had we chit chatted for a little bit. Um, had some really, I mean it's, it's, everyone's like, well, what do you talk about? You talk about the same shit to each person when you're there. Oh, I'm here for the expo. I'm a, I'm a cam model performer, blah, 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 blah. Right. So then he asked, he goes, well, listen, if you get bored tonight or no one else suits your taste, um, you know, 
if you want my phone number. And I was like, if no one else suits my taste, I was like, oh, what you want? Like, you want to be like my sloppy seconds or sloppy thirds? And he was like, honestly, you are absolutely gorgeous. I'll be your sloppy, whatever you want me to be. And I was like, oh, okay, shit. Yeah, sure. You got my phone number. <laughs> like this man is trying and trying and trying. He was putting the effort in and he's hot as hell. And you're also like, I don't know. I'm always like, ah, oh, is it the alcohol? Like, you know, you don't know, like, oh. you just don't know what situations you're getting yourselves into when you're in these after parties. It's different when you're going to a sex club and I know what to expect at a, a sex club or a lifestyle event. When you're getting thrown into these convention after parties, there's so many different types of people there. There's monogamous content creators that they just feel make content with each other. So you don't fucking know. There are people there who are in poly relationships. There are people there that are just there for the lifestyle. Like, cause so many, so, like Cassie throws so many hotel and private swinger parties during the conventions. Yeah. I'm getting invited to them. I'm just like, I don't even know where to fit them into my schedule because I do like going to the after parties. I get to meet fans like this. Case in point, fan number two, totally blew my back out later that night. And it was really awesome because when, Everyone kind of got back to the hotel room at different times. And then we woke up the next morning. It was Sunday. Ashen decided that she wanted to go home because she's in, she's actually in a non-monogamous relationship with her fiance. Um, he was kind of missing her. It was her first expo away. She she lives far, but not that far to where it's not like she had a flight. She drove, right? Yeah. So she he wanted to make her pasta. So she was leaving. And Miss Sinister had left early that morning because like I said in sex worker world it's not that crazy just be hopping on random flights to places yeah, like, like so flew in for a game she and then flew, flew in night. for that time she left she was there for 24 hours was what, I mean she had one carry on so that's all you need right for 24 hours and when you I, I called you and I was like hey I knew the Cowboys game was going to be on I knew what had happened that night with fan number two and I was like do you want to come up and get me early because you obviously drove me up there because you take that drive with me almost all the time. And you were like, yeah, I'll come get you now before the game. And I was like, cool, we can go have like a, a beer or two. But I will admit, I was like, I was hurting. I had no voice because it was the most active convention. Like I was there the entire time at the actual convention on Friday. And then we did the, the cam stream. And then I was up early on Saturday, did a little mini workout, went and was there from 1 to 2 p.m. till like 8 30 9 o'clock and then came back went to the fucking after party came back got fucked like i i was done okay my body was done so you came up and it was really kind of kinky for us to be able to like have you come up there ashlyn was getting ready to leave and we'd be like oh by the way i have a surprise for you and I was like, look at some of the pictures I took from the expo. And as you're flipping through the pictures, the fun pictures I took that night were on the phone. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, problem is we're in a hotel with another person. I'm like, we got to get home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Ashton was like packed up. She's ready to go. And we were helping her with her stuff. And I'm like, and now I'm packed up because you. it's like almost time for a checkout. And it's like... All right, let's roll all of our fucking equipment out of here. And you're, I, I remember seeing your face as you're like scrolling through it. And you kind of gave me that look like, did this go down last night? I will say, that's so hard for me to do to surprise you. And I know you love that shit as a cuck, but you're my best friend. It's a, like, I was so happy it happened late at night because I just went to sleep right after. It was so hard not to tell you on like, your drive. I'm stealing Grandpa's Lou's uh, <laughs> statement. <laughs> Grandpa Lou's statement. <laughs> oh, from Las Vegas? Yeah. 
All I want to do is tell my wife. All I want to do is tell my wife everything. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. Like, I just wanted to, I'm like, but I also understand it as part of the kink and it's your kink and I fucking love that. Um, But you are sometimes a little bit like. uh, You can tell me everything. (laughs) You can just hide the emotional affair until I find it. (laughs) (laughs) The way these men are, I don't have time for emotional (laughs) affairs, okay? I do not have time for emotional affairs. I just, I, but it is. It is funny, like you're taking the pictures and stuff like that. And here I am. It's a fan. It's it's happening. He has a very nice dick, probably the one of the biggest I've had recently. To be to be fair, um, with thickness, I think that's why it was a little bit more like, oh my god, it wasn't like a fucking eleven incher. Don't let anybody think like, oh my god, she got like you know, what did Bert say? Like the big big dick that was hanging with like COVID or whatever <laughs> to the floor or whatever. Wasn't a floor hanging dick like that, but. But it and it was fun to have just that random sex. There was no no power exchange. I mean, you know, you you get the fucked from different positions. Yeah, I don't think you're stuff. gonna unless you like literally pay for it, which I guess you could if you don't have sex. Um, unless you pay for someone to do certain things like knife play and choking and maybe and all that or whatever. BDSM will say, yeah. Uh, I don't think you, it's hard. That would be that would be hard to find at a convention because there's no time to get to know anyone. Well, like, a lot. I mean, it depends. A it lot really of is just have, a hookup thing. It is. It. I mean, the convention is full of hookups, but like my hookups, this is why like I'm condoms only and stuff like that because I'm also having regular fun. I like that's just the reality of my situation. I mean, I want to be in the lifestyle and also be a adult content creator you know as much as we all love raw dogging it it's just not a reality for my for my sexual health a a lot of times like you know oral sure completely different and look at what happened with that there was for the longest time um what we had the whole have a no that was different with the past uh they put a they put a cease on it but it was for something else but they were there was a rumor to be like a chlamydia a strand of throat chlamydia going around that was like you had to take certain types of antibiotics because it was so resilient to other ones. Like, so even then you can get something from that. And I already take my, not my chance, but like when people that, are tested, that was our, being like, that was our get tested practice, safe sex, uh, PSA. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no, just, I get it. It was an, it was a fun, it, like, it was culture. a fun random hookup that yeah. you enjoyed. And I got to enjoy it through camera Photos, videos, <laughs> and chatter chatter as you – oh, my God. I'm tongue-tied. And you telling me the story as we had some fun. Yeah. And whatnot. It but. was fun, though, because it was the first time that Chris had been like – I was like, hey, let's go unwind with a beer before the Cowboys game. And he had never wanted to leave the bar so fast. He was like, all right, we're here for like one, one, right? One, maybe two, maybe two, and then then home because some of the best sex that we have is like, when you we're want doing to the dirty here talking. and bring it with us? <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of the best parts of it is us then fucking while me dirty talk or the foreplay while lead, like I'm t- like you're going down on me or I'm slowly teasing your dick with my tongue while I'm like telling you like spurts of it foreplay and stuff is always like that. The best oh my God, I love it. I love it, but just so you know, the whole cheating fantasy. (laughs) I I get you the whole not being able to tell me. I'm only looking for like two weeks, right? (laughs) Like maybe two times, two weeks, (laughs) and then you can spill the beans by accident. Like you don't. This doesn't have to be like a six month thing where you have to hold it in. (laughs) 
I'm the worst at keeping yeah. secrets. So, and especially, it is true when you have someone who is your absolute best friend and your everything. It really, it really, is. it is so hard to hold it in because, like I said, we kind of had the chit, like we kind of rechatted about it. I think even this morning of like. I don't even I like I like having these experiences with you. When I hit that one bet and I was gonna turn it around and buy you something with it, I got yeah, I bought you your book, um, or a couple book with some other things. I just couldn't not not tell you. Like I was like, oh yeah, you yeah, showed me the yeah. you showed me the thing. Yeah, I showed you the thing, and I was like, and then here I got you this. <laughs> it was I think it was the second. It was the the hunting Adelaide. Yeah, I yeah. just it's just like I get it. You just want to tell your best friend everything. Yeah, and whatnot. But so yeah, Kingsters, that's our 2023 update of where we're at now. It looks like me and Chris are back into our our mistress and beta roles, but more some pretty more hardcore mistressy, a lot darker. I've definitely been slapping Chris around consensually. Yeah, there's some mommy play. <laughs> yeah, I mean we've got some some a pink collar and and some more different ball gags now. So and 2024. The TENS unit. and Yes, 2024. Because well, this kind of rolls into it, and that that was the whole point of, like, 2024, we, we've come up with our own hashtag for it. It's mm-hmm. Twisted 2024. Yes. Because... I am launching a new kink campaign of my content. So for a while now, I've always been curious. I don't want to ever ruffle feathers, right, because I was building my brand. And then in talking to some pretty big names in the industry, um, ironically, at Exotica, uh, I had the opportunity to talk to some pretty big names and some pretty big king creators and discuss things like CNC and stuff like that because you do have other creators who don't like that. They think that you're like they don't even like age play, even though it's consensual. They think that you're enabling, enabling, you know, pedophilia and stuff like that. And I, I understand both sides of the argument, but if it's between two consenting adults, both are of, of age. I've always said as long as it's consensual and it's legal, legal meaning that it's be with two people that are over the age of eighteen then who are we to judge? You know, it could just be something, you know, with it. And I understand people want to try to disinfect and analyze, disinfect, <laughs> dissect <laughs> and analyze traumas related to kinks and issues. Yes, we all probably, like I know I have 100% of daddy and mommy issues that probably correlate with how I am today and stuff like that. I don't need a doctor to tell me that, but guess what? I'm not going to let anybody kink shame me. And I started talking to these other creators and the freedom that they just had with using terms like CNC, mommy, doing the step role play, step mom, step son, um, stuff like that type of role play, uh, doing heavy, like, uh, degrading and humiliation with like golden shower type of degrading and stuff like that, where not necessarily me doing it to you, but it being done to me and stuff like that. And even the terms of like BBC and stuff like that that are used. Cheating. I mean, the cheating, the by coercion and stuff like that. As long as it's all, it, as long as it's all consensual between two consenting, three consenting, four consenting adults, and it's legal. I've never seen an issue with it. I can see how it could ruffle some feathers, especially in the industry you're in, and yeah. you don't want to necessarily step on toes. But like you said earlier, and people remember this if they look back and listen to beginning of this podcast they're not paying your bills they're not building your brand so you just you decided that you were going to take a step into that next direction yes which by the way is the direction we live personally that's the thing everyone i think not everyone people have kind of been like well wait a minute 
how come you're not making that type of content if you are talking like that you live this? And I'm thinking, well, because I don't think other creators will understand it. And I don't even know if I want to give people a little dabble into that part of my life because I don't need people coming out being like, she's fucked up. She's fucked up. You know what? Guess what? Twisted. Because I had a revelation with these books I read. We are praising these female authors, and some are male authors, but the majority of the ones right now have been female authors I've read, for creating these smut books that are actually very well written, yes, but they are they are dabbling into aggressively taking people's virginities to for for like and like smearing the blood on their dicks across the the hotel uh headboard so that the family can see the room next day see what they did to their daughter fucking cnc fucking tying women up and 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 doing just like uh being becoming a person's chosen and he gets to share you with whomever without your consent Women are writing these books and other women are going feral over these trigger warnings. And these women are writing these books and in these books they are not CNC. Right. They the way these books are written, they are they are really just making making <laughs> women their sex slaves and all that. We are going feral for it. Why? Because it is a we are animalistic and sometimes the aggressiveness is animalistic, but it has to be consensual. And so then you turn the fantasy in the CNC and there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Exactly. And oh it's being put in the literature. Well, guess what? Mama's about to bring some of the fa my favorite scenes from my books to real life. I mean, we're talking scenes from Haunting Adeline, and I don't care. I'm being a plus-size fucking Adeline. I don't give a shit. Uh, the center and stuff. Some of these pretty hardcore scenes are going to – are I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit back and await the debate for when maybe I'm judged by certain creators for that was a little too hardcore – and I'm going to go, okay, are you saying that to these authors with theirs? I mean, I'm, I'm going to put the trigger warnings on do, my videos, of say, course. You, is it a problem when me and you live it in real life? Yeah. I mean, why should I be? Why should a dude be kink-shamed that his version of chassis is he wants to fucking um, wear panties? Why, why if a dude wants to have jingle bells played with needles in his dick and bells on the end on the <laughs> side of it? Is that the one you yeah, sent me? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But why are we judging that? He he's into it. It excites him. Why there? I can't. There's no rhyme or reason why not that pressure point and it's legal. Who why cares? that pressure point, dude, made me go absolutely feral with just a pressure point that wasn't even on any fucking sexual organ. Okay, there's a reason why the knives, even though it was scary, made me fucking wet. I had to go blow dry my fucking panties in the public restroom at the expo. Okay, there's a reason why. I liked having a little bit of that one night stand with someone I just met because that person made me feel immediately comfortable. He wasn't super creepy about it. He was super nice. He also knew I was sharing rooms with other girls that could possibly walk in at any moment. That was kind of hot, by the way. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with what turns you on. Just like there's nothing wrong with the things that turn me on, being a submissive, being a beta, being a cuck. Like the fantasy of wanting to be cheated on is wild. If you think about it, like that is like, that's like, the number one thing you don't do in a relationship. And I'm yeah. asking you. Right. And like, I was going to make a joke and say, begging you, please fulfill this fantasy <laughs> in a sense of like, because it turns me on. Yeah. Should I be shamed because it turns me on? Because no. no offense, you're still my best friend and the love of my life. And that's never going to change. No matter what role play we do, um, it's always going to be you that I want to end my day with. So, 
it's okay. In my head, it's okay that I get turned on by the thought of maybe you saying you're going out with the girls. And the next thing you know, I get a video of you sucking dick. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's no different than what we've done before in the past, but we've done some more kinkier shit that I haven't really transpired into uh, I was just kind of going form. off of who, who, why shame anyone for what they. Oh yeah, oh, I think it relates to the girl that wouldn't share my my cheating porn because yeah. she did because she ble- believed in monogamy. And I'm like, she realizes that probably half of her clients are married, right? Like, exactly. You should all. like that's a trigger for you, not monogamy. But who am I to judge? But yeah, so no, 2024, we are actually hashtagging it. You're gonna be able to find it on our merch, which is called Twist It 2024, and it's it's gonna be. I would love for it to become something of where people take this new year and try something a little more twisted, more erotic. I mean, it could be something as sitting in a hotel room with another girl and my husband and absolutely having no sex, but just being so erotic with pizza and getting high, you know, like something like that could be a little more twisted uh, for someone who's a little more vanilla. You know what I mean? Like dive into something like that. I want people to take the year 2024 and be like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, this, this world is a crazy world that we live in right now. And let's just fucking, let's actually live it. (laughs) Let's live it because it's already crazy people can argue that it's going downhill so enjoy it and fuck and who cares about judgment so twist it 2024 some if there's something you want to do just do it as long as it's approved agreed yeah. upon between you and whoever yeah go out and stop caring if anyone cares because 2024 we don't care no more and you're going to be hearing us talk about a lot more of us going to, I mean, it's part of what we've been doing over the past couple of months of networking and making friends with people that are not just in the lifestyle to be, you know, invited to private parties and stuff like when we host our private parties, but we're getting now into heavy with the kink community, the BDSM community like that. You're, these are different types of parties, the primal prey parties. This isn't just like a, a going to a swingers club type of shindig. You know, you've got people that are doing some hardcore pretty gnarly shit sometimes that you're going to watch and it can be sometimes sensory overload, but I'm here for it. I want to explore it. I know how it makes me feel. I, I want to make more twisted fantasies become a reality for me in 2024 and I'm going to fucking do it because it's just my vibe that I'm in right now. Well, baby, here's to the new year and the new us. Yes. So we hope all of our listeners had an amazing holiday. We hope that you're going to have an amazing and safe New Year's, whatever your resolutions are, make sure you add a few kinky ones, add it to your fuck it bucket list or fuck bucket list, (laughs) I think it's called. (laughs) And, you know, we really appreciate all the listeners that have been a part of our journey. I know we've taken you guys on a little bit of a roller coaster, but just remember you're the ones listening to it, not the ones living it. Can you imagine how it is for us? But uh, we are always appreciative of the support. Um, We're excited for the launch of the Patreon, which just launched, but more content being added to it. You'll be able to find the info on that in the info of the podcast. Um, and we're excited. We're fucking excited for Twisted 2024 Swing Along Style. So on that note, Kingsters, Happy New Year, and we'll see you till next time. Bye. Bye.